Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome uh, this week. I am joined by the very far away uh, Gabrielle Harris over in New Zealand. If you're looking at us, you can see the lights are on where she is and the uh, lights are very not on where I am. It's uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, which is even normally earlier than I ever get up. Oh. So, uh, uh, but it's lovely to have you, Gabrielle. It's coming over. Thank you, Diego. Over, my pleasure. Is it coming over to springtime over there where you are? Uh, it, this is just we're, we've entered summer. You're into summer. It's oh, raining. yes. You're into. So is <laughs> yeah. this is this the hottest month now? Is it coming up? To no, me? February is really much hotter. I'm hanging out for February. So February, March <laughs> is beautiful. Yeah. It's just a slow slide into summer. And tell us where you are in New Zealand. It's a beautiful country. I've been once. Uh, so I live in Wellington, which is the capital city of New Zealand. And we've mm -hmm. got a population of about 450,000 here. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're a small country. We're very isolated. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I got into all of this. We can talk about that later. But um, yeah, it's pretty, very green, very rich, lots of um, natural um beautiful scenery it's it's a good place to be at the moment i think so i, I like it here I, uh, yeah. I think i think so and yin yin is i know quite a lot of yin people in new zealand for some reason they keep turning up in trainings that i've either been to or offer it's is it good oh. down there well it's getting a lot bigger um you know I think I sort of think we're a little bit the wild west down here. <laughs> we're a little bit behind the rest of the world. Like whatever is happening for you right now, whatever trend it is, is it just takes a little while to get to New Zealand. That's what I think. So yeah, I well, I think it's I don't know, maybe I'm not the person to ask because that's what I teach. So I think it's big. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's getting bigger, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean. It seems like I think at least three fairly established yin yoga teacher trainers I know live live in New Zealand. So oh okay wow. Yeah. So um, maybe it's just me. Maybe I, I also you know live in the inland. So uh, that's weird. Yeah. But tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you how did you get into yin? Oh okay. So um, I'm the teacher that decided to do a teacher training course without having done yoga before because it sounded like a good idea. You know, I'm the teacher that I warn other people about, actually. <laughs> so I jumped straight into a teacher training without any preparation or any idea. Um, and it was in hot power yoga. Wow. Yeah, I know. And I used to, um, I, mean, I mean, I loved it. I was a, a lot younger. But I used to have to come home after the classes and have a sleep. And I thought that was normal. <laughs> I was so drained from them. <laughs> but I, I thought that was a good thing, right? You know, I've mm. yeah. So I did this. So I worked for a quite a big yoga chain in New Zealand with a and they put on the timetable yin and no one had um well, we didn't even know what it was actually. We hardly knew what yoga was, but we we decided that we the studio decided we we're going to start teaching yin, and we had a sort of a vague idea. Mm -hmm. And um, because I'm one of those people that needs to know, I thought we better have a train some training 
because where where are we going to get training from? We hadn't oh, been so trained. The studio hadn't didn't really know what Yin was either. I don't think so. It was just part of the time, became part of the timetable. So mm. I thought, well, maybe um, we could get some teachers who knew what they were talking about to New Zealand and do a, a, a yin training. So I, I organized that actually, the first, I think it was the first international or even yin teacher training in New Zealand about seven years ago. Mm. Was huge and it was very well received, and so we started teaching from there. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, and uh, and then I decided that would be a really good idea <laughs> to get people from all around the world. Like, um, I was like a kid in a lolly shop and asked them to come to New Zealand and do teacher training. So I just kept getting them. It was like a serial obsession. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and people want to come to New Zealand and they want to have that experience. So it was very easy to get um, teachers here. And so for seven years, I ran teacher training courses. Well, I hosted them. Oh, wow. In Wellington. Yeah. 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 They mm. were big, popular. It was great. So we had mm. lots of fantastic trainers here. So you're a, real, you're a real, once you get hold of something, you really grab it by the horns. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> is that wood element or something like that? It's like, yeah, I've started and I'm not going to stop. I remember those Yang days, though. I mean, I, I think there's, there's, um, there's something in, not always, but often in Hatha and Vinyasa yoga, there is that, that element of you got to practice no matter how you feel, which I'm sure we'll talk about Um and that's why yin is so one of the reasons yin is such a revelation when we practice it um i remember practicing way too hard and uh, not really listening to myself and, and thinking well that's just what goes with a good good sadhana practice you are uh, you're supposed to be exhausted all the time um, yeah and and that's fair enough because that's what we're trained in that's what we believe in so unless you've got something to compare it with then you'll just keep going down that track. Yeah. Crazy days. Yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I was young and foolish. <laughs> and now. <laughs> now we're wise and old. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so you you, you, you um, ran these trainings and you practiced all this time. And... Mm. Um, and but and way before that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? If we zoom out a little bit more, what, yeah. What we, so what the bigger picture. So for um, twenty odd years, I know I look very young, <laughs> but for, for <laughs> it's the yoga. Yeah. Um, I was a te teacher trainer in TESOL, which is teaching English to speakers of other languages. Uh -huh. I also ended up. Um, so I brought. Uh, First of all, I traveled the world teaching English. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I'm going to open a school. So I opened my own language school here in, in Wellington and then brought students from all around the world to study English here, New Zealand. Yeah, and uh -huh. then I went into teacher training in TESOL. So I trained the teachers to be teachers of English. Yeah, I see. So so it's not that much, a, a, it wasn't that crazy a, a conceptual leap to do this for Yin. No, I, I mean, I was always a teacher, so I had a lot of the skills 
that you need to be a good presenter and a good teacher and a lot of the understanding of what helps students learn and setting up good learning environments and you know it was just in my blood really now this this um uh i'm gonna take your take your take your advice because when i was doing my undergraduate degree i spent um some of that time in taiwan and um being a student i was broke all the time and so i uh ended up teaching english and um to yeah, to junior school kids at weekends, and I have to say, it was uh, it was essentially um, crowd control. I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, my Chinese at the time wasn't very good. They weren't very interested in English, and um, we we got once every couple of months, teacher trainer would come in and say, "No, no, no, no. This is how you, they're not supposed to be. You know, throwing stuff at each other and." Um, <laughs> walking out of the room and not listening to you you're supposed to be managing this and uh and over over the time i got better um mm. but i remember thinking that it's not just it's not just the content there's there's an mm. there's a there's something and i still cannot put my finger on it but there's something there's some there's a there's a skill which i never got the hang of of capturing people's attention and getting mm. them passionate about or getting them excited about what you're doing. Mm. Do you, what would you say makes a good, not even a, a yin teacher, but what makes a good teacher? Wow, many things. Um, I think... Because I wasn't one, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, but you probably were, but they're, they're difficult circumstances. I mean, because as soon as an um, English teacher walks in, they're just, that's just a ticket to ride. So I wouldn't, I'd put that to one side. I mean, it is, it is crowd control. I was the same. Just for that circumstance, I was told never to smile until Easter. Oh, as you, soon as you, you taught in Taiwan as well. Yeah. As yeah. soon as they see a little, little um, gap, they'll be in having a good time with you. So, but back to your question of what makes a good teacher, it's, I think it's multifaceted. Um, and we can talk about that in the Tesla world or the yoga world. But the, I think the most important thing is um, enthusiasm for your subject. Mm. You know, you've just got to love your subject. And I loved the English language and I love yoga. And I think when people see that, that over 12 years old maybe, um, it's, 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 it's transmission that mm. they pick up on it. They know easily pick up on people that have that, that deep love for what they do. So for any job, you have to love it. And it, you can see that if you go and get a cup of coffee, someone loves to serve you or they don't. Yeah. And so then that becomes a relationship, right? It, 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 you, you springboard off that. Yeah, that's one thing. The other thing is, it's I think it's really important to keep learning. If if you are just like what, what would be the word like dialing it in, you know, showing up, mm. getting through your hour or whatever, mm. and you're repeating the same stuff over and over again. Please don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, and we can talk about that. But yeah, I I think you really need to either step up your game. Or, or, or find a different career because if you're not continually learning or not a, continually being a student, then where's your 
inspiration going to come from where's yeah. your you know that inner need to keep yeah you just have to be one step ahead of the students this is an <laughs> important point right yeah so we think as our yoga teachers we need to keep gathering information this is i'm talking about myself gather more learn more more courses more books more this on the internet is it's endless right yeah. You just need to be one step ahead. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I think um I think um that's as a teacher trainer myself, that's uh one of the things that I see um amongst the many things is that uh I think what I did take away from my English, one of the things I took away from my English time is is being happy standing up in front of other people talking about. Uh, in that case, it was English. And mm. um, a lot of people come to teaching and they are uh, not ready to in a, be on a camera these days. Uh, we actually mm. have a little bit of our training where we have people stand up and actually be happy with everyone else looking at them mm. <laughs> because they're, some people don't like that at all. And uh, Yeah, that's very common, right? Yeah. Um, but what, why is that, do you think? I, I think it might be coming to your a little bit of what you're saying that a lot of people are stuck in jobs that they are not happy with. And so they are not comfortable, maybe. And then they don't want to be seen. And you end up kind of trying to construct this you in front of other people, which you don't really want to have. And it's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's often a a messy situation mm. and when people do get finally what they find and it might it often is some type of yoga then a lot of changes <clears throat> take place and they are happy uh, which is which is lovely from my perspective yoga often is a place where people can find themselves and um, I'm not sure what do you think oh I have opinions <laughs> <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I think well often with teacher trainings and with students that want to go to the next level to be a teacher, mm. the first thing they say is I don't I'm doing this course but I don't want to teach. Mm. Yes, I don't want to teach. Yeah, and so yeah. what they what they to me what they're really saying is I am unsure. I I'm I'm not ready. I'm unsure, and I don't want to be put in the spotlight. Well, mm. teaching is up there with public speaking it's it's a it's a live class you can't edit you can't go back and edit and public speaking is up there with fear of death <laughs> right <laughs> or you know it's one of the highest stressor things and people don't want to be put in that position mm. and the reason I think they don't want to be put in that position is because they don't want to be judged and and I have some ideas about that, about how to deal with that. Um, but I think that's the main thing. I mean, it, if, if to me, teaching yoga is, is not anything to do with the teacher, to be honest. Mm. They are there to guide mm. and to set the scene and to create an atmosphere that's safe and welcoming. And they're there to, to let this 5,000-year-old tradition pass through them. 
I don't believe in the fake it till you make it thing either. I just, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a nice adage, but if you're going to go in, teach a class and pretend, just want to go back a step. When I first started teaching, I had this superpower and it was, I was like a chameleon. Actually, my teacher said, you're a chameleon. I mean, that sounds <laughs> but what he, what he meant was I could be anyone. Like mm. I could, I could imitate. Like if I took a class with you, I could go in and I could be Dougal, honestly, mm. word for word. Um, so I was faking it and I was being who I thought others wanted me to be mm -hmm. um, and that that so can only last for so long really this is very common in uh in yoga teacher trainings where you kind of have the the guru teacher who's very charismatic and mm. um, the trainings are often churning out kind of copy uh cookie cutter yes. teachers yeah mm. that's how i learned mm, so it took me five years to get out of that and to have the bravery to go, oh, hey, I don't even like teaching. I don't like shouting at people. <laughs> Why mm. am I shouting at people? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's frightening to start off. Um, but, you know, actually teaching yoga is about forming relationships. And there's many ways to do that. And it's okay to be frightened. It's okay to be fearful. You can even say it. It's kind of endearing in some ways. <laughs> no? Mm. Yeah. So so what I think teachers do is they compensate for that fear by gathering mm. more knowledge. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can be a really good teacher with very little knowledge. If you teach to your knowledge, if you teach to your skills, you can be an excellent teacher. Yeah. I've, I, I certainly see that the, uh, the, and I've been to some great, some of the best yoga classes I've ever been to are brand new teachers because they're so in love with what they're doing and they're having a, such a good time mm. normally being them. And, uh, you go, go to their class and they just make you feel like you're brand new all over again. And, uh, it's lovely. And that's you just put your finger on it. They're so in love with what they're doing that when they stuff up, people just, just doesn't even yeah, register. It's endearing and cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're so um conditioned for perfectionism, but actually it's the the imperfect parts that people like. Mm. They really do. Um yeah. Now this is now you uh you've when did you publish your your book? um september two years ago the language of yin yeah i was about to say the language in and is the full name the language of yin and the inspired yoga teacher that's the full name oh, oh i've got two books you got two I'm books not happy with one i wrote another but look <laughs> ah okay one's yin and one's yang yin and yang ah so lovely yeah, so which one uh which one was published when i only know about oh, one so of them this, this is two years old okay and this was published this year. Oh wow! Okay. Mm. You haven't and seen this one, right? I haven't seen that one. No, I only I only found um, the language of Yin uh, three weeks ago. Mm. So, so which one shall we talk about? I didn't know you got two books. Uh, well, you know, knows <laughs> what sort of person I am, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I'm the person that wrote a book in lockdown. 
Ah, oh, really? So the second one. Yeah. So which one shall we talk about? Let's well, let's do a little bit of both. So tell us about both. You're a yin. You're yin. So let's start with the yin stuff, right? Well, I do, but I talk. I like both yin and yang. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, tell us about. Tell us a little bit about both. So I wrote the language of yin um, as a result, really, of all my stack of notebooks. You know how you have a stack of notebooks and you just keep writing stuff in yeah. them? Yeah, it's yeah. big. And then you think, there's some really good stuff in there. And you forget about it and you go back and go, wow, that's quite cool. Um, so really, I wrote it just for myself to try to order my um, notes because mm -hmm. I wasn't really thinking of writing a book. Mm. And when I did it I thought oh this actually could be a book why not mm. so yeah they're both self-published mm -hmm. and it's a whole other topic really about writing books and self-publishing mm. yeah so that's the yin one and the the other one the yang one is about inspiring teachers mm -hmm. I I have a similar layout they all follow themes and you know the the themes that we talk about in yoga, the yamas and the yamas, and the yin, there's a bit of Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. And the other one is elements and the eight limbs. Yeah. Now, from reading the language of yin, I remember back in my first teacher training, um, we had a little huddle around the, uh, the, the water machine and in the coffee shops. And there were... I think I remember, and we talked, I talked with one of my fellow classmates at the time, and I, and we, we kind of agreed, we got, we were in the, you know, those moments during your first teacher training where everyone's in pain, and you're, <laughs> that's hurting, and this is hurting, and you're just lying down in the back of the class, and we were talking about types of yoga teacher, and we were, yeah. we were very similar, and they said, I, we think there are two types of yoga teacher, there are the technical anatomy specialists, yeah. And then there are the storytellers. And we, ah. kind of looked, we looked at each other and we said, and you're a storyteller too, because it was our first teacher training. We didn't know our femur from our humorous bone. We couldn't remember <laughs> where anything was, but we loved, you know, the Ganesha stories and the Shiva stories and mm. et cetera. And uh, so whenever we were put on a spot and told to, you know, teach a class, we'd always try and have something mytho normally mythological, like we just love those stories. And picking up your book and diving into it with a rooibos tea, as I did um, a couple of weeks ago, you're a storyteller, Gabrielle. I think you like stories. Is that a fair, is that a fair thing to say? I like words. Like and I like how they, they, yeah, but this is a good point storytelling so how do we learn this comes back to the first question we learn in context mm. okay so when i was a tessel teacher if if we gave someone a list of a hundred words to learn say in your room learn those hundred words you know table chair lights mm. how did they learn it there's just rote memory and there's no understanding. <laughs> Which is how I was taught to teach English at the time. It was horrible. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, um, 
put it into context and make it personal for them, then mm. the learning, it lands. And this is the whole point I want to get across the teachers. You know, if you can somehow, and it doesn't need to be a mythological story, but a story that relates to them in their life mm. or you in your life that you've processed, but you make it generic, then, then whatever they're learning is going to be in context and it's going to land in a different way mm. to if you just say, do this, do that, or this is this, this is that. Um, and that's yeah. why I think at the beginning of every class, we should lay out our intention because you're setting the context for mm -hmm. what is about to happen. And is, is, is um, and so you wrote the language of yin, which is, which is about this beautiful book. Um, I, I've, I've only had my hands on it two and a half weeks, but I, I've already had uh, two people um, ask me what they thought. And we've, I've already shared two poems from the book, which are oh, exactly, great. exactly what you're beginning to talk about. So yeah. The context, because in yin, we sit down, lie down, twist down for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. And mm. uh, we have time, don't we? To we do, but it's a delicate balance of time versus talking, I think. Mm. Mm. But we do have time, and that's why I like yin, because I think um please don't throw me out of the yin world <laughs> but i think that <laughs> i don't have that power oh you don't <laughs> uh, i think um that the poses are just a vehicle for understanding mm. then i know you i know we can teach anatomically i know that i know we can do that but how much more powerful would it be for someone to, to understand and embody in the context of themselves a, a teaching from yoga? Mm -hmm. That's powerful stuff. You can move people that way, you know? Mm -hmm. mm. So, yeah, stories are important. Um, but you've just got to balance it with the talking time as well. Mm. So you you make all these notes. You've been running teacher trainings for seven years. Why did you write this book? Is, is did you see uh did you see things happening in yin or not happening? And you thought, aha, I've got a couple of things I can offer here. Ah, uh, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh. I I yeah, no, I wasn't, I don't. I didn't go into it to write the book. I went in it. It was, it's all about me, really. Uh, I just wanted <laughs> to organize my notes. And because I I'd hosted maybe five yin trainings and mm -hmm. it was just this jumble of stuff. And I didn't, I started off just to organize my notes. And then what happened was completely different. Mm -hmm. you know the end product was completely different to what I thought it was going to be mm. yeah so that's why I wrote it and it, to be honest I just loved writing I just loved doing it I was excited about it. you know I'd come home and I'd be like 
I teach a class and that really fuels you up. And I'm like running home to write about that and mm-hmm. what I'd learned. Mm-hmm. Um, writing is a, a, a yoga practice. Mm. It's tapas, you know. Mm. It is. It's, it's, it has, yeah. And now in, in the book, you've, you offer several um, different uh, pedagogies or approaches uh, to teaching. Um, it's really like, for me, it's like, I don't know in New Zealand, but over here in UK, we have these uh, chocolate box selections you can buy where, you know, you get like a, a mint chocolate and you get an orange chocolate and you get a something with oh. uh, raisins inside and you get like all these, <laughs> you sit there and go, you sit there for, can be f- five minutes for me going like, which one should I have? And uh, <laughs> your book is a, a little bit like that for me. I can see myself you know, what kind of mood am I in today? What do I feel like is, and I feel like it's a, it's, it's a little mini treasure trove or Alibaba's cave. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes. Is that, a, is that a fair? <laughs> People have said that to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great though. Right. Mm. It's, and I like how you said what sort of mood I'm in because when you're choosing what to teach about, it has to come from somewhere, right? So what mood you're in is probably going to give you a clue as to what's going to be more powerful for you to teach about that day. Rather mm. than scrambling around, have you done that where you, you've thought, um, oh, it's oh what am I going to teach today? And you just start looking and you go into the big black hole of the internet. I you know used to do feeling? that a long time ago. Yeah. And I oh, learned, you did. I learned not to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for what whatever's arising for you in your life, that's a powerful teaching point, mm. I think. Mm. Yeah. So I, I say to students, start with what you've got. I mean, teach teachers, start with what you've got, teach to what you know, and then add all the flourishes, you know, keep it simple. Mm. But yeah, there is a lot of things to choose from. And I think they're all pertinent to, to yin. But at the end of the day, what, why are you teaching? You know, what, if you don't know why you're teaching, then you need to, don't worry, but you need to go back and really think about that because that's your values. And if you know what your values are, then you can easily translate that into workable themes. As a as a teacher trainer, I when I think we were talking about vulnerability and um, fear. What I often see is um, the the most vulnerable, most fearful students are actually the ones who, in many ways, uh, are the luckiest. Because if you flip it around, I have I have a uh, a couple of these examples, but um, I have one lovely uh, student who's um, uh, who's has a chronic OCD, and he's he's always talking about it. And um, when it came time to being at the end of one of our, he's done several trainings with me, and he said, "I don't know who I'm going to teach, and I don't know what to talk about." And and I said, "Well, it's what do you think? It's." it's i think it's fairly obvious how about if you taught other people 
similar background to you and his eyes lit up and and uh, uh, I know he's a wonderful teacher for people and they have so much to talk about and so such a deep mm. experience to dive into and um, and it's very simple in a way for him now to because he's as you say he's not having to look it up on the internet he has just simply have to look into his treasure trove of experience yeah exactly and that's really important so you talk about vulnerability and fear these mm. are really important things for teachers I don't know where the saying comes from maybe it's eastern but they say strong back soft front <laughs> but so the the front is soft right it's vulnerable and the back is strong mm. but it's a beautiful um quality to take into teaching and, and people pick up on that one thing i'd say about talking about your own um things is you can't do that when they're raw Mm -hmm. for you like you haven't processed them or you don't understand how they fit into the greater scheme of life mm. or you don't understand the lesson so the example that you gave me I'm sure that wasn't the case but you couldn't like get divorced and then start trying to take you know the next week start trying to bring I think that would be a little soon yeah yeah, you've got to walk through that whole process and then come out with a teaching because that's that's it at the end, the teaching. Mm. And uh, so, what kind of teacher are, are you when you stand on the stand up in front of people to teach? I'm guessing from reading your book, it's pretty <laughs> interesting. Um. Oh, actually, I, I use a lot of humor. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I think it's important for people to laugh. And, you know, laughing is a natural pranayama, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It is. <laughs> so there's lots of little exhales there. Mm. But um, I like the classes to be have a point. So... Mm -hmm. There's always an intention. What am I? What's the point of this class? I need to know that, and I need to let them know that as well. I like to um, bring in little interesting things as well for students to experiment with. You know, in yin, it could be acupressure or. Mm -hmm. And young, maybe some mudras or some chanting, mm -hmm. the stories, of course. I kind of like that eclectic style. I don't, yeah, I don't stick to. I'm. So it could be the older I get. Yeah, <laughs> I just know there's no rules, man. That's why I like yeah, <laughs> no rules. Love it. There's a few uh, rules, but there's no rules. You know what I mean? It's the Gabrielle box of chocolates every time you get in there. It's the Gabrielle show. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I like to teach. Just yeah, in an eclectic style. I think you've summed it up with a box of chocolates. Like um, <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> Likes a box of chocolates. Yes. <laughs> Forrest Gump, <laughs> yoga teacher. Now, you've you've wrote this book. I mean, I'm I'm certainly seeing um 
your book as something I'm going to offer to my students. I mean, 200 hours is it's a lot of time, but it's we cannot do everything. And you mentioned also this earlier, and certainly I haven't thought about it as a formal part of my training, but um, you mentioned continuous learning, and I I'm always buying books, never mind just yoga books, but I'm always buying books and, and I'm always or reading bits of things or talking to people. Mm. And we've also talked a little bit about this. Like I, I'm not sure if it was in our preamble before we started the podcast officially. I can't remember because it's 6 a.m. in the morning. But <laughs> um, but we also talked about how some yoga teacher training styles and schools can be a little, little bit cooker-cuttery mm. with, with the way yeah. that they approach. Um, I'm not like that. We're always talking about how um, at the end of a training, people could teach yin, in, for example, in a myriad of different ways. Mm. Um, but did you write this for beginner yoga teachers? Who did you write this book for? Um, I think um, the, the the market's so huge. I didn't mm. have a have a market in mind except for the reason that it's worked so well is because I was a TESOL teacher. Mm. And so every day, like I had to teach for five or six hours, I'd be scrambling, what am I going to teach today? Five hours is a long time. What am I going to teach? What am I going to teach? Mm. And constantly having to make lesson plans. So I wrote it for kind of people that just wanted a little guidance. They could pick it up and go on the run or study from. So it covers a lot of markets, really. A lot of the new teachers really like it, but seasoned teachers have bought it as well, just as a reminder. And what they like about it is it's all in one. Mm. You know how you've got 50 yoga books, that books on the chakras and that books on the Ayurveda and that books on <laughs> TCM and that books on that? Yeah. I thought, no, put it into one book. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, that's how that, that's the style and you've got lovely little flows in there for themes and for yeah a little bit of everything mm -hmm. i mean you could just pick it up and read one little sentence and that might be enough for you to to teach a class from yeah um so i think poetry in there yeah some poetry yeah if you like do you read poetry in your classes i do yeah yeah I'm, I'm, uh, my background, Gabrielle, is, so I spent, I think we, we talked that we've both been in Taiwan. Um, I was in Taiwan doing my undergraduate degree in Mandarin Chinese at the time. And I spent uh, a huge amount of time when I wasn't teaching English uh, in two places. Uh, I was very young at the time. One was karaoke parlors and the <laughs> other ones was, uh, I love karaoke back in those days. That's where I learned most of my Chinese, not in <laughs> school because the teachers were awful. Um, but I learned most of my Chinese in, in karaoke, which is still huge in Asia. And I, I remember joking that I could, I could sing a love song, but I couldn't ask where the bathroom was, which was pretty <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so, so I spent a lot of my time in karaoke parlors. The other places in Taiwan, which was just wonderful, was tea houses. Um, mm, the university tea. was 
had big mountains behind it and we used to jump on the bus and just you could buy a pot of tea and sit there all day with books and there were buddhist and Taoist temples mm. all around and uh, so we used to read the Tao Te Ching and try and understand that so that's a lot of the poetry I read is um, oh wow very I'm very much in love with Taoist poetry and mm. um, they're often very short and quite Taoist philosophy has a lot of humor in it mm. it's mm. one of the only philosophies where I think they have a sense of humor maybe Shakespeare but he's not a philosopher uh, <laughs> so to speak so yeah I do a lot of Taoist poetry and a lot of silly stories which are once you get to know me a little bit I'm also rather silly uh oh. so yeah so high high five across the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well I think it I think it means you're relaxed you know so that's nice mm -hmm. relaxed attitude yeah yeah and um I'm, what I, I mean I, and I also another thing I it, what you have mentioned there is a little bit of everything. I mean, you've got yamas and niyamas. You've got five element theory. Um, it's a broad. How did you get to all of that stuff? That's a lot of. That's a broad smorgasbord or rainbow so of ideas. I would. I was like Alice in Wonderland. I'd dream six impossible things before breakfast. I think maybe the, <laughs> the Queen of Hearts says that or something. Mm -hmm. And so from New Zealand, I would think, what do I want to train in now? What do I want to train in now? And I, I, I'd go to the teacher, the, the one that I consider to be fairly top in their field, I guess more famous maybe, and mm. ask them. And they, they came. So I did all those courses. I did Ayurveda. I did Chinese medicine. I did uh, yoga therapy. I did um, the, yeah. So that's where it came from. Mm. It really shows. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it all stopped. <laughs> of course. And then it all stopped because yeah. of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's okay because, you know, I've done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> you have done a great job. And yeah. tell, us, tell us about your other book a little bit, which I didn't even know existed. Oh, okay. So this is the Yang to the Yin. This is the inspired yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. this and is, it's and quite similar sorry you wrote this during uh the last 18 this months this is my covid love story yeah <laughs> so it's it's young but it's gentle mm -hmm. and it's got actually it's a bit it's a real do you know the word manta it's a dog that's got many different <laughs> lineages <Ed>. tails tails <laughs> okay <laughs> So like I'm, I, I did all the same stuff, like I did the chakras and everything, mm -hmm. but I got more into some parables and all different styles of yoga and the yin, I've got yin yoga, wool yoga, mm -hmm. yoga with blocks, just a whole mix of different styles. So yeah, it's a much bigger book. Um, and how, yeah, different, how different is it in personality? The yin book is... It's the same, it's just it's exactly the same so it's it's you yeah but now it's in me. your in your uh, <laughs> it's you but in and you're talking more about yang because i haven't picked up this book at all yeah 
Okay, cool. Well, maybe we could send one to your to some of your listeners after. But yeah, it's the same personality. It's got the quotes and the poetry and the little bit at the front, just to give a little bit of context of what the words mean. Um, and yeah, it's I'm really proud of this one. It, it's what happened is I wrote the, the language of yin and I realized I still had a whole lot more stuff to mm. get out. So, yeah. Mm. And uh, is it, it's, why is it bigger? Have you got, is it more pictures? Is it? Um, it's just, there's more topics. More, more topics. Go yeah. on, hit us, hit us with a couple. Okay. So I've got all the elements. Mm -hmm. in here and I've also got as well as the sutras I spent a lot of time um, on taking individual poses and theming them so like taking wow. tree pose or mountain pose or Bhattakanasana and, and weaving a theme into them so instead of it being a class it's just a pose and I talk like for tree pose I talk about mm. standing tall and roots and all these things you, you did that in the language of yin. Uh, yeah, I did it better in this one, I think. Yeah. I've got the prana values, but then I added all the deities. Ah. So I've got um, Hanuman, Kali, Shiva, Arjuna. Yeah. And then I spent more time with um, Shavasana and moving into stillness. So, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's um, And a lot about... The art of teaching as well, but more than the yin book. Give us a little, give us a little, a little, uh, a little insight into that one. Go on, tickle our fancy. Of what? Uh, the art of teaching. Yeah. Okay. So I talk about the seat of the teacher. You know what it's what it means to be a teacher, and then I consider I brought up some points so I'll just run over the points quickly and we've covered a couple of them today so there's about 10 points I can just list them off yeah, fire off yeah um, so the first one is about being authentic yeah and I talked a little bit about um, in this book the five regrets of dying mm. the things that people say when they're dying mm. one, of the, one of the number one things is they weren't true to themselves mm. I think wow. that's really important. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that covers the satya off a little bit. And about teaching what you know, I do appreciate that sometimes you have to teach what you don't know to learn it, but really sticking with what you do know and doing that well. Yeah. Um. And then this whole thing about the more you know that the less you know and being okay with that and being okay with saying you don't know because mm -hmm. this is a big one, right? Mm. And we talked about being enthusiastic and curious and also being a beginner again. Mm. Mm. Always going back to being a beginner. Mm. Uh, covered off a little bit about balancing your teaching styles. So just swapping things up a little bit about how you actually physically teach you know, um, and covered a little bit about the learning styles of, of students. Mm -hmm. But I put this little bit in here, which I really like. It's from the Gita. It's like Arjuna 
he it just doesn't he you know Arjuna the story the Bhagavad Gita how he falls by the wayside and he's mm-hmm. like I don't know what's happening and um Krishna is so patient he just keeps saying over and again we'll try this or try that or try this or try that so mm. just keep finding different ways to 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 teach the same thing um take risks mm-hmm. uh, and also i've put here a couple of other things which i hope they're received okay but one is leave your ego at the door because it's not about you you think it's about you and that's where the fear comes in mm. just say fear it can come along for the ride but it's got to be in the back seat it can't be the <laughs> the person well, that's you, in the you so you wrote that in the show show notes of things we were going to talk about uh here and i think we're never going to talk about everything we wanted to talk about but that's one of the what what is your take on what are you when what are you talking about uh, and you've mentioned a little bit there um i i don't think you mean don't be an egotistical maniac when you're in no i think you're you have a very different what you're saying is very different I think, um, so just my definition of ego is how we define ourselves. So I'm, I'm a good teacher. I'm a bad teacher. I'm a funny teacher. I'm a teacher. This is ego. It's I am this. I am that. We know that. So how about not defining yourself as how you are? And because they're just constructs, they're stories that you've made up to help you deal with your life in some way or get through difficult situations or good situations. Mm. Or maybe someone's even told you that. I think yoga, teaching yoga is a transmission. Again, it's, I don't think it's about you. You're the guide. You're there to help students embody the teachings. So although you do play a big role in it, it's not the most important role. The most important role is helping students to feel, see, hear, understand. Yeah. Mm. So get out of your own way. Yeah, get out of your own way. Let it happen. Mm. The students' needs should rise above your own. Mm. Mm. I feel this is a... I think yoga in the West has been, let's say, generously 200 years. I don't think it's been anywhere close to that long. But maybe in we are growing away from the kind of guru um, teacher that we all want to be like and moving into more, uh, I, at least I see in the circles I'm moving in. Um, now it's much more about acceptance that we're all very different we'll talk about anatomy for example that's very mm. very obvious one mm. but um but but we don't have to all teach or practice in the same way or feel in the same way but the teachings are so robust and so mm. and so liberal in fact um and what your book uh, at least one of your books the one that i've read um mm is is uh I, I think is a is a is a powerful um expression of that um 
there are a myriad, you know, we have, it's the peacock feathers, if you like. Ah, yes. There are a there are hundred million different ways of teaching yoga. And exactly, as there are a hundred million different types of students. Yes. Hmm. So if you believe in yourself and you are passionate about what you do, you're going to attract the students that you need to attract. Hmm. So don't worry. I just want to say to teachers, don't worry. It's all going to work out fine. It really is. And you know what I think at the end of the day, and this might be a nice way to finish, is that I, f I feel like a lot of people, um, they just want to be seen. <laughs> mm. And mm. if you could just say one thing to that student or a touch them in some way that makes them feel like they've been seen that's job done mm. I don't care if you stuff up your sequence I don't care if you forget something but if you see and hear and empower someone or give them something to take away then you've that's a beauty you've done gosh yeah and maybe it's the first time they've truly seen themselves ah yes Exactly. The mirror. The hall of mirrors. <laughs> A hall, yeah. Well, Gabrielle, I mean, I, I think it should be renamed Gabrielle's box of yoga, in yoga chocolate. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, Dougal, maybe I should write that book. <laughs> book three. You know, I just want to also tell people that um, I, I'm not a writer. I've had no training. I don't know. I had to self-publish this. And I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't know everything. Mm. No one's ever going to know any everything. So, so, so stop worrying about that. Just do what you can do with what you do know to the best of your abilities. And you will be a very good teacher. Namaste to that, Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's time has flown by as I knew it would. And oh, out. yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, um, we'll put in the show notes. Uh, I didn't know that you had two books, but now we'll put two books in the show notes um, so that people can see. Um, but it's coming up to Christmas time if you're listening to this in December, which is when it's going to come out. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to go back and dip back into the box again. And um, uh, Gabrielle, you say you're not a writer, but um, it's a beautiful book. Um, congratulations. And I know I've, from the people that I've shared it, a few people that I've shared bits with over the last 10 days, um, I know that they feel the same. So um, go out there and uh, dip your feet into the feet not your feet dip your hands into the chocolate box I used to put my feet in but it's a bit messy and, <laughs> uh, hey do, let's give yes. us let's give some away for Christmas okay let's do that yeah um we will I don't know I can send will... them but you just need to pick them so maybe okay. even ask do you have a portal like on a Facebook page or something where you can ask students for like pose a question or whatever and we can then choose 
Yeah, we'll have a little Christmas raffle, and you're in our community, Gabrielle, so we can choose. We'll uh, we'll choose the questions together, and um, we'll 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 pick the lucky winners. That would be love. That's so generous. Yeah, huh? we'll give away one of each. Um, I can send them the hard copy or the Kindle of the inbox. So yeah, that's that's uh, Merry Christmas to Merry whoever. Christmas. That's all yeah. you need. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gabrielle. That was lovely. Oh, thank you, Dougal.